Hi everybody, this is Jitain from Xeno and you're listening to Retail Reimagined, the podcast where we'll talk to CEOs, CMOs, CTOs from the retail industry and uncover the future of retail. So tune in and stay reimagined. Thank you so much, Shipali, and welcome to Retail Reimagined. Thank you for being here. I want to start off asking, how is the, I mean, we're in the midst of festive, right? We just kind of finished a couple of festivals and going on to the bigger ones. So how has it been the last month or so? So I think the response has been very, very positive. And I think the customer, you know, shopping behavior has bounced back, I think, twinfold. So I think the good part is that the digital consumption appetite remains all time high, wow. you know, and people are still considering digital channels a very, very strong medium to consume order. It would be across category, whether it is furniture to fashion to jewelry. But the other side of it is the physical retail is also bounced back. And we are seeing 100%, 120% kind of growth. So basically, if I refer to 2019 numbers, I think, you know, we see almost 100% to 120% recovery against 2019. So it's at the customer sentiment of shopping has come back full on. And I think then these 45 days are extremely critical in mass in the overall business planning for any retailer in India. So I think, so that's the good the positivity, the sentiment to shop. And I think for once, we don't have any bad news related to COVID. So yeah. that's kind of been very, very settling in for the customer to kind of step out and shop with family and all of that. So quite exciting and quite positive. Super. I, I, I know I've been hearing a lot about the digital channels doing well, but I'm pleasantly surprised to also hear that the offline stores are kind of also getting back traction. And I was just looking through your profile and you know, you spent close to two decades and a lot of it, I think, in the e-commerce space, right? Yeah. So what has been, uh, just walk us through a journey, you know, how has it been over the last two decades? You've literally seen retail. Yeah, yeah. Evolve. Absolutely. I think I was a part of that cohort, which was a part of the sunshine industry. Back then in early 2000, retail wasn't the most preferred destination for people to kind of have a job opportunity or even considered as an, you know, as an opportunity to build your career. So uh, when I joined in the industry itself was at an extremely nascent stage. And uh, the only organized format of retail was the large format stores and the the shopper stops and, you know, and that time there was Pyramid Group and, you know, and lifestyle was just a new entrant into the market. So large format was the only reference point from a customer to kind of think of shopping in the physical retail. And of course, you had standalone stores. I think, uh, of course, in the first 10 years of retail, large part was driven by, you know, a lot of international brands influx, expansion of the physical retail space. You know, when I see some of the brands that I had worked with in the past, whether it is Marks and Spencer or Benetton India or Mango, and most of these international brands, which were entering the Indian market in the early 2000s, actually went into an expansion mode, you know, across tier one and tier two to kind of earmark their presence in the physical space. So I think when I look back at the two decades, I think the first 10 years was clearly the year of only physical retail and the whole retail industry getting more organized. And again, that is more category specific. So when I think of category like sports or lifestyle, that is getting more organized. Categories like home, ethnic, continue to be extremely unorganized, even back until 2010-12. I think the, the second decade, the you know, the year from 2010 to now 
has been an absolutely i would say transformational for retail uh, and largely the reasons are two we saw the whole entry of the digital part of retail you know so retailing through the digital channels the whole e-commerce wave that came in of course started out through smaller you you had fashion and new concepts coming in and then flipkart was one of the first early entrants in that space and that's where they got a huge uh, early mover advantage of being you know the market leaders and then led by amazon and now we have the groups like tatas and realize everybody entering into it so i think the second phase clearly defined the phase for digital expansion of retail and e-commerce wave happened what i am seeing in the current few years so 2020 and post that not just redefined how we looked at digital and there was a lot more seriousness that shifted to the digital channels or the digital platforms that we operate which is the e-commerce partners or e-commerce platforms that we have right. covid just accelerated that digital retail expansion and uh, so they are here to stay for sure and as i see the next 5 to 7 years unfold i think it's going to be a consumer continues to be the king somewhere in the last few years we made it more centered around the brand and what the brand wanted to dictate but with e-commerce bringing in a very different level of competition and getting the convenience factor and speed of delivery to great deals and opportunities and the assortment that e-commerce platforms offer i think it gave a very very strong competition to the physical retail and everybody in the physical retail had to up the game so right. i think consumer is back as being double crowned because now it is a completely consumer led market you could be in an omni channel model you could be in a pure physical model you could be in a pure digital model or you could be in a metaverse it's all dictated by where does consumer want to be so it's a very consumer led model which is going to be unfolding over the next 5 7 years and i think not just that one needs to be whether it is retail or service industry or anything one needs to kind of preempt and anticipate where the customer you know is going and customer is not sticking to one mode of channel for shopping you know they are you they are present everywhere they could choose to buy a certain category only through digital format like a grocery but when it comes to furniture or buying products which are more engagement driven and all that or a luxury product or a automobile they would go back to a physical model but when it comes to something else so i think in the next 5 to 10 years that both of these i would say all three formats omni channel format pure digital physically all are going to thrive in together all will sustain but each one of them will have to eventually create their wow experience for the customer so i think customer is getting double crowned as a king or a queen because she's the one who is deciding what channel she wants to choose to shop and it's largely dictated by because it's a very consumer led market which probably wasn't the case pre e-commerce era i would say because you know the format availability the limited options that the customer had so a mall could kind of pull and say here i am you have no option but to come to me now it's reverse now everybody like you are on a maggi i'll get you in 5 minutes don't worry you don't even need to step out in the rain right so it's purely like creating so many delight and experience for the consumer and everybody is thinking how do we get to that level where excitement and delight is becoming double delight so it's it's just competing with that space right right so can you highlight on that because what i'm hearing from you is is when you say consumer led i'm sure uh, a lot of it would mean a lot of focus on consumer experience right and managing consumer sentiment and so on so what do you think 
you know brand should be doing i think from a brand perspective it's extremely important and this is something i think and personally as well believe that we tend to forget this rule when you're operating these channels we tend to have different levers of customer experience or different measures of customer experience across channels you know so probably when we think and i'm giving you a, a generic industry view not Absolutely. specific to an organization True. in a typical digital world one would say okay my first kpi is speed of delivery you know and second is probably getting the best offer or the best price in a physical retail world it will be probably oh i need to give her the best sales experience and i want to make sure that you know there's a experiential part of it which is created omni channel the key measure of customer delight is if there's a loss in opportunity of selling her a particular size is not available or him or her how do i make sure that i facilitate that order but i think it's extremely important that as a brand we have consistency in consumer experience and there has to be some very key common kpis indicating that customer delight is absolutely in sync across three channels for the same brand right. so a customer has to feel okay great deal great price speed of delivery whether it's a store whether it's a digital platform or whether it is omni channel because at the end of the consumer you know there are some very very basic clear needs of a consumer i want the best assortment i want the best price which means your price has to be absolutely consistent across platforms and this is something a lot of brands get challenged on because the moment you are into other platforms and all that I'm sure you hear this right okay i get a better deal on this i get a better deal on that the offline stores the pricing is different on amazon is different on flipkart and we face that as a challenge as a brand i think having right. consistency on price parity is extremely important from a consumer experience perspective right you know creating that consumer delight right so in a physical retail you could create an experience by a better a great ambiance or a great experience how do you do that on digital i need to create a wow shop in shop i need to create that same the content and the consumption has to talk my brand language i think that's very important and in in the business and in reality we tend to forget that because that's where consistency comes in and i think some of the beautiful example is what i see in the luxury brands they are extremely particular about how their brand is being consumed whether it is digital or offline because they understand that while of course the product is very different but they understand the consumer is looking for that that panache that lux feel and mm. they have to replicate the same online and offline. offline i think that's missing and i think that's very important to create that consistent in experience and as well as the wow effect yeah and do you think this is being driven by changing consumer expectations and what do you think the consumer will go on to expect as as we go along I think uh, one. I I'm not sure if it's consumer expectation alone. I think as a brand, I want to be viewed in a certain manner. When I look at my brand health matrix, it has to be the same way a consumer who's a digital consumer versus a physical consumer is viewing me and rating me. I think the NPS score should be consistent, right? So that's that's one. And of course, from an expectation perspective, I think how do you communicate the brand ethos? Mm-hmm. how do you communicate how do you build that equity right so there are going to be value driven customers who could probably only prefer to shop for the brand on amazon because they want the best deal but i still want to reach out to the value driven customer that stays with them the brand equity stays with them what we stand for so i think consumer expectations yes but i think in the long run brand equity is what stays with the consumers barring there is obviously the segment which is a hopping segment which is always going to be switching from one platform to the other whereas yeah. 
where they get the best deal True. but uh, but if i have to have uh, a long term memory recall if i have to have the share of mind of my consumer that's only and only going to basis a strong brand you could have built over years right right and that's that's something which may not get us immediate result but i think it is something that that's what brand stands for right i think that's the way i look at it yeah right if i'm trying to read in between the lines to what you're saying and if i hear you right somewhere you you're trying to say that, hey there's sh- some amount of personalization some amount of re- recognizing the customer and being relevant is really critical right absolutely i think personalization is another big piece i'll step back a little bit you know i hear this a lot of times the new era has ushered in personalization and especially when i attend these digital forums everybody talks about the omni channel and personalization in my view personalization is probably the oldest theme of retail which is probably early 80s or even earlier because personalization is what right if you look at some of those existing jewelry shops right where our mom and dad or the trading shops where our mom and dad would have shop for their weddings or wedding there is a customer who is being interfaced right from knowing their families to their first names to their past history that's all personalization i mean the moment you step into the store you will be greeted by a first name you will be offered tea coffee that person exactly knows your taste he knows or she knows the kind of budget you operate on they give you that complete experience that you don't have to go and reintroduce yourself right you are acknowledged taj has been doing this forever i mean you go to the step into their chain and the first name they call if you are taj member so i think personalization has been a theme going on in maybe in service industry large way in retail also in there are specific formats and jewelry is a classic category because it's a very high value it's a high ticket item and typically sure. it's unlike a fmcg for products like these you would typically notice that most of our moms and families would be going to one jeweler shop because it's personalization because they feel that comfort equity so i think personalization as a theme has been running in retail now we're talking about data getting combined with personalization right. you know where i say i had the ability to only access 500 now i can access 5 million customers i know everything about them sure. so i think that's what has changed transformation has happened and personalization is one definite layer of customer delight right who doesn't like to be kind of greeted by their first name and you know my history you know my shopping behavior and all of that but i think everybody is doing it now that's become the new normal i know about your customer behavior i think in that personalization also when you slice and fragment it i think there are multiple moments of delight and moments of truth that one will need to kind of connect with the consumer because now everybody is doing it right. especially when i look at some of these platforms which are into travel they pretty much know your past history and they will suggest to you okay this is your budget these are the places you've seen and they combine and say same goes for fashion they look at your past behavior they will populate and say oh this size these are the kind of products i'll fit in so i think that's become a new normal i wouldn't say it's anything new but i think when you fragment that i think personalization can go to multiple layers of creating delight because the availability of data is so much that you can get into so much of granularity of the taste what is she like so one very popular chain i remember a few years back was we were referring to and uh, i'm just sharing that as a note because this is back in about 7 8 years back jitin that there was a chain which actually this is pre ecom era probably in you know early 2010 i'm, I'm forgetting the name but it's a very popular american chain and they were one of the first few in the digital space and what they did very interesting is that 
typically they had a customer base of all the consumers who've been shopping with them and all of that like any digital platform will have a record every time on a birthday what they would do is they would stack up the last 12 months most viewed products by that consumer they look at what range of products that consumer has been doing but has not shopped right. so they will go through the wish listing of that consumer okay then they will look at his or her purchasing behavior right and they will curate a very nice bouquet of four five products and these are two those typical consumers who've been shopping with them let's say for years and years and on the birthday they will actually curate those four five products and actually send it as a birthday surprise to the customer wow saying you know what this were wish listed but probably you couldn't buy it we have kind of created that opportunity you know and curated that and actually that's customer delight for me right? oh, because they actually studied that you know maybe she couldn't afford that dress or whatever so that that's again a huge investment in creating loyalty for the consumer because mm-hmm. that's the moment of delight you've created which nobody would do it yeah, i'm i'm sure the customer so, not even forget uh, you know something like this yeah 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 so that's where you know the entire investment on acquisition actually should be driven on retaining because this is something which customer would never expect you picked up the most wishless product and and you know they had gone to the length like back then an ipod you know those musical pod cases were really popular right even looking into that like oh you know i've been seeing this wishlisted for every month ship that person and just create that that guy will always stay with you so i think those are things which i think one can go to multiple layers of personalization super idea i think the great ideas for some of the brands to really pick up on and yeah. and yeah even if it's just one or two products you don't have to send a basket yeah. eight ten products yeah. but even one or two products wishlisted have been yeah. just sent across the surprises correct what are what a what a delight factor yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so how much of this data do you use or at least do you use it to you know do your assortment planning and does that really uh, form part of your uh, process you know in, in... Yeah, i think significant i think now i would say 70 to 80% you know right. i think uh, assortment and product has always been a combination of art and science within i think earlier on i think before digital information availability it was a combination of art and science but a lot driven by art and presumption and a lot of manual intervention and reading we would probably spend time more on the shop floor to understand you know one would do focus groups i'm talking about era pre digital correct you know one would do focus groups one right. would actually talk to the consumer or do a questionnaire and check what are they liking are we in the consideration set and all that i think now digital has obviously given us access to a lot of data so i think uh, 80% of the decisions are based on data say you know only 20% would be based on the art part of it or you know some of those things that you want to kind of take a bet and say you know what let me kind of see how it works but, but that 80% is data yeah so that still at times still plays still i i think i think if you are in a creative business i mean i think we'll all stop thinking if everything is data driven you know mm-hmm. we have to think i mean we'll stop thinking of new and innovative stuff if it's all this data because data is always going to be a reflection of the past not the future right absolutely absolutely yeah so i think you know in all of this what i'm hearing you've kind of seen e-commerce i think literally uh evolve not just just evolve but i think kind of take shape right right from the time it was planted as a seed to where it is now what do you think yeah. are the biggest uh changes that you've seen over the last uh, you know 8 10 years of your e-commerce part of it or your the i think uh, 
technology has just disrupted the way we imagine the world i think that's the first thing that comes to my mind when mobile happened to all of us it obviously changed the way we reached out to one another but that kind of became a habit but i think e-commerce has disrupted the way we completely think about accessibility to products i think that has been the most transformational part i think accessibility is transformational i think accessibility to education accessibility to product accessibility to information i think that's what e-commerce has brought in you know i mean earlier accessibility was limited to probably to tier 1 and probably to a certain segment of customers i think today that's with everybody you know at every economic strata of, of people can have access to information education whether they can afford or not but at least they have an access they have an opportunity to consume that sure i think that's transformational and i think the second big thing which i've seen as a disruption and transform is uh, the whole supply chain piece mm-hmm. i think uh, nobody imagined supply chain the way it is today you know the the nimbleness the speed and uh, i mean the backbone of e-commerce is only two parts right one is the front end part as to how you kind of what's the consumer journey and how are they navigating through your platform right. and second is the entire back end supporting it so i think supply chain has transformed i mean i'm talking about an era where there used to be warehouse and there used to be <laughs> i've been to some of the i've made a lot of visits to those warehouses where products would be stacked and there wasn't a concept of rfid there wasn't a concept of lot of things so i think supply chain has transformed it's an absolutely new industry now i would say what it was 10 years back yeah. and uh, it's extremely heartening to see this industry probably is today the most sought after industry you know in the retail space that's one vertical that has completely switched gear you know right so i think speed of in one i think uh, fulfillment has become an absolutely different concept today you know 24 hours to 4 hours of fulfillment or even to 10 minutes is what we can think of right uh, connecting platforms right whether it's physical to digital and then to the customer i think that piece was never imagined right i mean there was a store people had to come and then shop and and maximum you would have food deliveries right but today it's completely different you order online click and collect concept and all of that so i think that entire piece is the backbone of supply chain because right. somebody sitting and yeah. you know making sure that everything is flowing in seamlessly seamlessly so the whole or, whole order management system to fulfillment i think has been disrupted and it's an absolutely new industry as i look at it i think accessibility is what delights me and, and that's very heartening to see because now every indian has an access to many things that they didn't have and i think from a business point of view i think one vertical that is completely transformed is the supply chain super and how is this really impacted your category the category that you work on right uh, not just not just supply chain but overall from uh, e-commerce consumption perspective yeah are you seeing trends change are you seeing you know new markets new customers coming in from different markets and so forth so how has that been for you so i think for fashion as a category i think it has given us inroads uh, you know into markets that we wouldn't have imagined ourselves to be i think so it has probably got two pronged impact on us i would say one i think you know most physical retailers would only consider a way of reaching out to the customer through an expansion of physical stores right i think that has totally changed now the conversation itself has changed now 
a lot many brands we've been still in the business for 30 years but a lot many brands would first prefer to be digital first to test waters to assess the consumer feedback or preferences and understand the consumer response to the product so i think just the sheer access to the consumer has become less capital intensive and a lot more easier right. you know i get to a platform and i have straight access to 100 million customers who can view my product that i couldn't have imagined if i was considering a physical roadmap at least in the next 10 years true so i think that's extremely uh, helpful for brands because i think india is you know one billion population i think the opportunity is humongous you know india and china markets where the consumer base is so huge and we are a very small pie large even organized retail is a very small pie same online is a very small pie to what is truly the opportunity at hand right. so i think digital definitely gives us that inroads into the market which couldn't have been feasible through a you know through a physical road map or physical stores so i think that's definitely i think the second thing is that um, for a fashion category initial years of establishing a category like fashion through a digital channel had its own challenges in a business of apparel size is a very important right size and fit yeah so i think that that's definitely a hurdle which every brand would have kind of discovered and you know and return remains to be uh, i wouldn't say it was an enigma of us back we know why it happens but i think that continues to be a concern for most brands how do i re- reduce my return you know percentage right. so i think it's wib but it's progressed significantly i think it has given us like i said it just gives you immediate flavor of what's the response to your range and i think that's something which is only possible through digital gives you information at the blink and right. that's something which is extremely extremely cumbersome when you look at through a physical um, store so i think that gives you the ability to take better decisions so i would say it's been extremely helpful from a decision making point of view data science helps in giving access to customers making inroads into markets i do know of a lot of brands which have worked in the past which chose to be digital first and you know my some of my earlier assignments with brands the success that they tasted with digital platform led them to choose to open stores in india so some of the international brands that i worked with in the past the choice of going physical was basis the success that they saw on the platforms uh, which is digital they saw that there was so much potential with the customer base and people love the range why they decided to store so i think it allows a retailer to have a more cost effective model you know to understand the potential of his or her business and then make plans of expansion that definitely is helping any business or any category for that matter super which actually brings me to my last question at the start of a conversation i think you mentioned saying that hey the you know the covid kind of got brands to accelerate the digital journey right now that Yeah, we've two and a half years past that phase, uh, and I hope, like you said, you know, nothing else comes up. So, what do you think brands should do, uh, you know, and look forward to in the next few years? What What is it that you can uh, could be kind of a suggestion? Could be some kind of a direction that the brand should take? You know, something that you can use your experience and kind of uh, put it out there. So, I think it, it circles back to the conversation that we had earlier on in this part. is that digital is here to stay so right. i think it's going to grow i i overall believe that the pie itself is right now going to expand because we just 
scratching the surface there is a lot more to unveil mm-hmm. and the reach to the consumer is still extremely limited i mean in a population of 1 plus billion we have a lot of opportunity at hand so i think digital is here to stay and i think that's going to be on a growth trajectory even when i look at 5 to 7 years it might change its face today everybody is going to better world better worse mm-hmm. something new will come a misho has suddenly become the new contender in retail space which is reaching out to the customers directly through whatsapp so whatsapp commerce commerce through facebook insta shops so the models might keep changing but digital is going to stay right. whether it's e-commerce or whether it is through channel led shopping or experience right. i think that's going to only exponentially grow i don't see that tapering down or even stabilizing it is going to grow exponentially because as mobile access is going to become better with 5g coming in internet mm. is going to only boom True. yeah that's going to only go exponentially so that's here to stay the recommendation that i take back home from what i see is that it's extremely important that the physical and the digital platforms are seamlessly connected i think it's extremely extremely important uh connected both from a consistency of brand experience uh connected more from creating that consumer delight and i think you know the it's the same customer who's navigating through the online or the offline channel the competition in digital space is going to become a lot more intense mm-hmm. because barriers to entry are far more lower in the digital space versus physical retail it's a far physical retail is far more capital intensive operational heavy business right the landscape is going to become much intense what's going to stay is the stickiness of the consumer and that can be only through consistent experience i think it's also important to constantly innovate and see what works for the customer it's very important to kind of have a pulse in the consumer not just be data driven of what's going on but how do you kind of preempt and say what do i do different to delight my customer that's the reason why i shared that example with you right yeah. the whole world is digital today but how do you think out of the basket i mean i find this uh, Instamart story very interesting where they have caught on the fact that don't buy a fridge because we'll deliver you in ten minutes. Hmm. That's really like going the next level, saying you know you don't need a fridge Which? when I can deliver you ten minutes. Sure. So I think sure. one will really have to think. Then the landscape is only going to intense, and digital is the one which will not. I don't see so much of intensity in the physical space. I think one will have to constantly innovate in making sure the customer stickiness remains stable or high. I think. and just being ahead of the curve product will continue to be the king and customer led market i think while a lot of uh, industry folks choose to believe it's a product led market but i think it's first customer led market and then product is going to happen because customer is really redefining the rules of shopping and consumption right so that's that's the way i look at it super in fact you know the first is very few product people i think who put the customer first and the product next and i couldn't have asked for a better conversation because i think truly i think what i've heard i'm sure the takeaway really is you actually you've actually tried to reimagine how retail is going to be in the next few years uh, and i must thank you for this uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today and thank uh, you jitin lovely talking to you and lovely connecting with you always absolutely thank you so much uh, 